The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple... And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom. And the favor of God was upon him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus... We 21st century Western thinkers are serious people. We have more information flowing before our eyes than any other culture of people before us. Therefore, we are cynical. We distrust the motives behind sources. If someone says something we immediately Google it to see if the information is correct. The information age is producing a monochromatic society where beauty, art, awe, and the sense of mystery are trivialized. The tapestry of our society is changing 
A world like this that finds no value in mystery, awe, and beauty is, in fact, a merciless world. G.K. Chesterton saw it coming a century ago. He wrote a book titled Orthodoxy, where he talked about this at length. He said that life is not illogical, but it is a trick for the logician. The world looks a little more mathematical and regular than it actually is. Chesterton goes on to encourage his reader to embrace imagination. Now, Chesterton, a Roman Catholic, saw the danger in how the narratives of the Christian faith would be rejected by our modern society. But then Chesterton says this, quote, Seriousness is not a virtue. It would be a heresy, but a much more sensible heresy, to say that seriousness is a vice. It is really a natural trend or lapse into taking oneself gravely because it is the easiest thing to do. For solemnity flows out of men naturally. But laughter is a leap. It is easy to be heavy, hard to be light. Satan fell by force of gravity. End of quote. The devil is very serious. He knows God's word and he knows what the Lord teaches about sin and he is exacting. Given all of this, let us this morning reflect on Simeon and Anna in the temple with the child Jesus and family. G.K. Chesterton was trying to follow St. Luke in getting people to see the world, God, and life as it should be seen. St. Luke provides us with a theme, a theme that concerns the eyes. On several occasions, Luke mentions Jesus coming to the blind. The first time Jesus teaches in Luke's Gospel is in chapter 4. Jesus comes into the synagogue in Nazareth, unrolls the scroll of Isaiah, reads it, rolls it back up and says, today this is fulfilled in your midst. Part of what he reads says this, He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. But what are the blind to see? The blind receive their sight when they see Jesus as the subject of all the scriptures. For example, what do you see when Simeon takes Jesus up into his arms and they draw into the temple? We are to think about Abraham and Isaac. Abraham and Sarah, as you know, waited long for a child and the Lord blessed them with Isaac. Then the Lord tells Abraham that he is to sacrifice Isaac. And so Abraham took Isaac and went up a mountain to do just that, to lift him up 
and to end his life. But suddenly the Lord provided a ram and a thicket as the sacrifice to spare Isaac. Martin Luther explained the word sanctify in Hebrew as the extermination of impurity. In order to sanctify, evil has to be completely removed. And so the firstborn male was to be set aside as holy to the Lord. In order to sanctify, the evil had to be exterminated. Without a sacrifice, the person would have to be the sacrifice. The ram in Isaac's case was the Lord's mercy upon Abraham. In Jesus' case... He had no sin, but his family did according to the law. In it all, we see a picture of Jesus in Isaac. We see that Jesus will be the sacrifice to sanctify us all. He will die in our place. And then Simeon and Anna are a picture of the church. In them is the piety of faith that embraces mystery, beauty, sacred imagination, awe, and a holy life. While Anna spent her time in the temple praying, listening to Scripture, and awaiting it to unfold, right alongside were Pharisees and scribes who were deadly serious to the point that they lived by the strictures of the law and not by the prophecies which are embraced in hope. And so Simeon comes in, taking the baby Jesus into his arms, and in him we find the picture of faith in waiting. The divine penetrates this world, and the faithful behold it and rejoice Simeon, rejoicing in the fulfilled scriptures, talks about his eyes. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Wrapped up in this is divine understanding. For the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the text in good Lucan fashion. Luke's gospel would proceed to have Jesus come to the blind to give sight. He would say that a blind man cannot lead other blind men. The Emmaus disciples would be unable to see Jesus as he preached to them on the road. But finally, at the very end of Luke's gospel, Jesus would reappear to the disciples in the closed room and Luke would tell us. Then Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Your lives are beautiful and full of divine awe and holy mystery because, like Simeon and Anna, Jesus comes to you. It is so joyful, in fact, that Simeon 
cannot contain his joy as he sings the Nunc Dimittis. Anna finds so much good that in her exuberance, she spoke to all who were waiting for redemption. Christmas tide is a holy season that proclaims heaven's penetration into your lives. From manger to cross, Jesus opens heaven to you through the shedding of his blood. His divine forgiveness provides a new and brilliant life. You are led from your sins to the baptismal font where a new door is opened, a new life begins. Through the Gospels, at the font, your minds are opened to understand what makes for life and death. In this life, we are led to see that the Lord and His gifts enter our lives over and over again. And so we live on in hope. Jesus makes his way to you here. And as he widens your eyes of faith, you behold his sacred mystery. Like Anna, you live here in prayer. Not allowing the world's or the devil's strict seriousness to condemn or crowd out the divine. But your prayers go forth in hope, knowing that the beauty of Christmas promises a world that the eyes of faith understand. In the holy name of Jesus,